Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast episode, I've got special guest Victoria Raider. Victoria is a possibility coach, transformational speaker, and founder of Why You Too Shine that empowers coaches, entrepreneurs, and people that seek personal development to grow in all areas of their life through the proven formula for success so that they have more peace, purpose, and prosperity. She's an eight-time best-selling author who is globally recognized along with Brene Brown, Richard Branson, and others for creative and innovative ideas, adaptability in business, and contribution to sustainability and mental health projects with CREA Global Award by Brains Magazine. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Victoria Raider on the show. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's dive right in to your hidden edge. I always like to start off on this foot and then organically let the conversation go. I know it's going to be a tremendous one today. So what is your hidden edge? And then how did you how'd you discover it? Absolutely. So the hidden edge that is soul-handedly responsible, I think, for the joyful accomplishment and the miracles that I experience in life is a commitment, a daily commitment, a moment-by-moment commitment of shifting out of my scared and into that sacred zone and uh, through the proper questions. And so the way that came about, Jeff, is that a wonderful client of mine uh, quite a while back came to me and said, I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot commit. You know, mm-hmm. like if I commit, I let things fall apart because I'm so overcommitted. And then because I'm overcommitted, I undercommit. And da, 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 you know, okay. like walking into our brain for all of us. Okay. And I was going to zoom in and just give a practical, well, this is how you commit. This is how you follow through. But what came through me was beautiful because it was, wait a minute, you are already committed. That's something that is that edge coming in. We're all incredibly committed human being. The question is not a question of increasing commitment. It's a question of shift of commitment from being committed to the scared parts of us and recommitting to the powerful sacred part. I love looking at the letters, same letters, C is shifted. I call it the shift of commitment. Okay. So if I'm somebody who says, I hear you, Victoria, but what do you mean by committed, right? What do you mean by that commitment? How are we already committed? So explain that a little bit to somebody that might be struggling even with just that thought process, right? Absolutely. So, you know, January 1st, you're like, this is the year I'm getting in shape. You spend $300 on buying new equipment, new gear, new shoes, new pants, bottled water. You know, you are set. Day one, you're like running outside. The air is crisp. You're doing it. You're feeling best. Day two, you're like, well, I'm texting my friends. Day three, four, day five, you're like, my body needs sleep. You know, I just... Running is okay, but today I'm going to honor my body. I'm just going to sleep. 
Day seven, you know, running is not for me. And so you can look at it and say, oh, you were committed the first three days and then you lost that commitment. Oh no, you shifted it. The first three days you were committed to your sacred self, the one that wants you to thrive and to grow. And then you shifted to honoring your scared self, that one that wants you to survive on bare minimum effort. You cannot deny that part of you. You shouldn't punish that part of you. You should acknowledge, love, and heal that part of you. Okay, so you you spoke a little bit there, scared versus sacred, and how they kind of sound like they have different kind of modes of thinking, different attributes. Can you explain kind of the the difference between the two? Because that was that was interesting to hear. Yes, they ask different questions. And so our first point of awareness is to hear the internal question asking process. What do I mean by that? Our subconscious mind, the 95% of our activity is controlled mm-hmm. by subconscious mind, cannot resist answering the question. I'm going to ask you a question. What color are you thinking about? You thought blue. Three people thought red. I see a couple oranges in the group. That's unique. Were you thinking about the color before I asked you? Of course not. Could you resist answering that question? How about this? What did you have for lunch? Don't think it. Do not think what you had for lunch. Subconscious mind doesn't understand negation. It must answer the question asked. So this is the power. This is the hidden edge. Your scared self is going to ask, what's wrong with me? How could they do this to me? How much longer can can this go on? Why is this so unfair? Why life is unfair? Why is this president the president? That is the self-sabotaging question because your subconscious cannot resist the answer. So if you ask what's wrong with my partner, rest assured, you'll find the answer. Oh, it's interesting. You were going through that that process of you know, what color you thinking about right now. One automatically popped into my mind when you said, what did you have for lunch? Immediately what I had for lunch popped into my mind. So it's, it is very powerful. And if you're listening or watching, you might've had that same thing happen. So our subconscious mind cannot resist answering the question. So then it goes to what type of questions we're asking ourselves. So frame up, what are some powerful questions to ask ourselves? You know, obviously you talked about what's wrong with me. That was the, the scared voice, right? And, and that, that negative wolf voice, I like to call it, that is always beating us down and saying we're not good enough, we're, we're never going to be successful, you know, you're, you're not worthy, all of those things. So what are some, some questions that we can reframe from that scared side to the sacred side? Absolutely. I'd like to offer the value in two different ways. First, shift out of the poor situation because denial is not a coping mechanism, not permanently and and how to sustain a good one and second to share three questions that truly are responsible for any product any service any success i've had over the last two decades so hopefully this is like golden value we're going to do five questions if you lean into them i promise you your life will be a life full of miracles maybe not overnight but it will be it can be no other way so the first situation life sucks okay we've all been there I'm not going to just look and say, oh, it is golden. If I'm standing in a pile of crap, saying that this is gold is not a change of perspective. Lifting your eyes up 
from where your feet are is a change of perspective. But then you have to step out of it. So life is happening. Bad things are happening. The question you ask is, how can I make this better? Very simple. It's empowering. It gives you control back. Not how do I change it? Because the universe is literal. The subconscious is even more literal. Yep. What are you changing into? Better, worse? I mean, what can? how can I make this better? That's your power question, number one. Because you're taking power from scared that says, how could this happen to me? Into the sacred, how can I make this better? Okay, question number two. This is for people that are succeeding. All of us at some point give in into the genetic programming of self-sabotage. Things are going well. And that little voice creeps in and says, well, you know, all good things must must come to an end. So I wonder when this will end. I wonder what will go wrong this time. So what do we do when things are doing well? We ask a very empowering question. How much better can it get? Because then it starts getting you out of your little area. It takes you out of success and into significance. How I wonder, I'm feeling so good. How much better can I feel? And then you first take care of you, then of your family, then of your community, then of your city. Then you know what? It's a pretty big planet to care mm-hmm. for. So it right. always can get better. Right? Okay. So those are the two shift the situation. Okay. Now my three favorites. Oh, they're super value. We all have heard heard the setting of a theme for the year. So you ask in the beginning of the year, and whenever you listen to this, it's the beginning of the year for you. (laughs) What is my theme for the year? And you allow for the subconscious to answer. You know, whether you feel it is a connection with God, the spirit, the universe, or the power of the knowing within, you get the answer. What is my theme for the year? Guided theme for the year. In your journal, you write down that theme. Question number two that you ask in the beginning of each month. What is my theme for this month to support my theme for the year in the most aligned way? Every word in that question is polished through thousands of client sessions. I invite for you to try it that way. And you jot down that theme. And then this is where the magic happens. And that is where the spiritual or subconscious meets practical or conscious. Every day, every single day, you're going to ask a third question. What is one decision I can make or one action I can take today to support my theme of the months, you name the theme, in the best and highest, most aligned way? You will receive that answer with the same simplicity as you got the color. And then you have one task for the day to follow that answer. However silly it is, go get water, go for a walk, or call the president. You're going to follow that. And it does two things. It aligns you with your, with your purpose and it discovers itself through your actions and decisions, number one. Number two, everything else you had on your list, the gazillion things, are now a bonus. Why? Because you're living your guided life. And it removes the stress and the overwhelm from the to-dos. It frees you to focus on one thing and then you shift to what else can I do today? How much better can it get? Because I've done the one thing that mattered. Mm-hmm. And why did it matter? Because it came to me and through me, through my sacred connection. So with that process and asking yourself, hey, what's that one thing on a daily basis that that I can take action on or do? Do you recommend to people doing that 
first thing when they wake up? Is there a process to it? Because I know people immediately check their phones, right? Or immediately plugged in. They don't give themselves any space throughout the day. That quietness, right? Because that's that's really what, if I'm correct in, in your kind of line of, of thinking is you're, you're giving yourself space to say, oh, ask yourself the question and the subconscious mind to fill it with what you need to do. Correct. So what yeah. would, what would somebody do? Is it, is it first thing? Is it, is it a certain part of the day that they do it? You know, I love that question and uh, I love to simplify things to a failure proof rate. So between you peeing and brushing your teeth is the best time okay. you're going to pee. And you're gonna brush your teeth right in between the two in whichever order you do it's called habits habits stacking right in the mm-hmm. atomic habit and so forth so yep. we're stacking the habit to the physical survival to squeeze in the sacred thriving and so you got up there are two things you're gonna do you've done them since you were you know whatever nine months old consciously right. <laughs> three months fully three years fully consciously Squeeze that in, even as you're walking into the bathroom, because here's what we like to do as human beings. We have a concept and then we need to complicate it. Oh, if I have to have this answer, I need to ponder on it for half an hour. I don't have half an hour, so I'm going to go crazy. No, no, no. If you pee, you have time (laughs) to get that answer. So I like simplifying things. And then, then once you've done it enough times that you understand the power of it, then you yourself will start making more space for you because it's so joyful. Not because it's another I have to, mm-hmm. but because it's an amazing nourishing. Oh my gosh, I get to. I get to really ponder this one because I see what it has done for me in my life. Okay, so some powerful questions to ask yourself, right? Some powerful reframes there, those first two. And then from the year, month, day, where did you kind of discover this? Where'd you learn it? What was kind of your journey to, to get to this place of hey, these, these are amazing things to implement in your life and listen to that subconscious and, and allow what the universe has for you to, to kind of flow into your existence. Yeah. You know, through the hard school of Knox, which, which a lot of us master, and then we're so excited to share with others so they don't have to. So, mm-hmm. you know, about two decades ago, I was going through a very, very hard time in my life where if you picked any area of my life, whether it was my health or my marriage or my business or my kids, pick one, it looked pretty dark and overwhelming. Okay. And I kept asking myself the wrong question. I kept asking, how do I get rid of this darkness? How do I fight this heavy feeling? How do I? And so in the middle of the night, literally, I was woken up with this very powerful, what I call personal revelation, that insight that came in and said, you cannot chase the darkness by fighting it. You got to turn on the light. Ask how to turn on the light. See, we think that asking how not to be sick and how to be healthy is the same thing. They're not. Shakespeare said it best to be or not to be. That is the question. So we can ask not to be broke, single, abandoned, hurt, but Mm -hmm. the subconscious that doesn't hear negation brings more of it. Or we can ask how to be. And so that's how the company was born, you know, decade and a half ago. You two shine was, wait a minute, how do I turn on the light? I literally would ask the question, where's the light here? And then how do I follow the light? How do I expand the light? 
And the power of questions became a healing bomb to my soul. And then I started reframing and noticing the questions I've been asking and then noticing the questions my clients have been asking. You know, people will come and say, what block do I have to prosperity? You want a block? Universe will give you a block. Gotcha. Yep. How about yep. what is the greatest opportunity that is there for me to take in order to prosper? It's just a better question. Yep. Yes. So true. And our, our language is so, so incredibly powerful. And I want to go, circle back to one thing I caught as you were talking through it was the subconscious does not realize what a, a, a negated uh, when you're talking the negative. It just finds the block. It finds the stress. It finds the victim. It, when you speak that, that is what it zeroes in on. Is that that correct? Did I pick Absolutely. up perfectly? Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's the concept of dominant energy. This is not a woo-woo concept. We are energy. We're mm -hmm. vibrating. Every yep. thought is electric. Electricity has magnetic field. That is the emotional feedback. We're vibrating being. Mm -hmm. And so what the response is for our subconscious mind is what we're vibrating at. Are we vibrating at a fear? Are we scared of it not happening? Or are we shifting to excitement, which feels almost like fear, of something we're anticipating to happen? No, I, I, I love that. And I, I think that was so uh, so important to, to call out because people are probably asking themselves that question. How do I eliminate this block? Well, the subconscious mind doesn't know eliminate. All it hears is block and it stops you right in your track. So that was, that was amazing, amazing value there. And I, I'm glad I picked up on it. And that was, if you're listening to this, you, I mean, I stress Victoria language with my two sons when I hear them say like try or should or can't, mm -hmm. like I, I, I talk to them about how powerful it is to be absolutely certain, even if you don't know if you're going to achieve it, that this is what I'm going to achieve because then your mind is going to help you get there mm -hmm. versus try. I always like to say it's the, when you say try, a, a door behind you opens up and your subconscious mind just goes out the back door. You have no idea and you can't open the door moving forward. So, so, so incredibly powerful. The mind, the subconscious mind doesn't know when you put that negate in there. It just hears the word and that's what it finds out for you. And so many times people are asking that question versus what could I do to make this better, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then it's searching. Then the mind is searching out for something better and you're going to change your, your trajectory. What are a couple other things you love to, uh, to dive into from, from a coaching perspective that, that helps and so many people just aren't aware that our subconscious mind drives 95% of what we do on a daily basis, right? So what are a couple other things that uh, that you can touch on? Yeah, uh, first of all, I want to uh, add uh, and expand that gorgeous value you offered by the wise uh, Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I are saying it and I'm like, you know, it's a do or do not. There is no try. It's just all there is to it. I always, I always say there's a, there's a wise green man that said do or do not. There is no try. Always use it. And people are always like, what are you, Yoda? And I say, and yes, I am. It was yes, great. Yes, you are. I mean, it's all good. All right. What another nugget of value that, that comes through right now is that what I see, you know, this is what I've observed. What I observed is if a group that I'm conducting is struggling with an issue. I find that to be 
a global consciousness issue. We all process things globally. We want to think of ourselves as individually. We're also an individual, you know, organism as humanity. And in whichever level of capacity we're capable of, we are usually processing different programs. And right now, I think we're processing the disconnect between um, the appearance and the substance. Okay. And it is based on the level of self-worth. And so what do I mean? A lot of people have detached from their self-worth to such a degree that they've vested themselves fully into creating a shallow appearance. And when that, when that appearance bursts, they have nothing to go back to. And there's a lot of tragedy and pain. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people that are so full of the substance that they are, but they have so much fear of coming out and being who they're born to be for the fear of ridicule or misunderstanding. And that gap of substance and appearance is growing. And Mm -hmm. so I think what my invitation would be for somebody listening is, is shift your worthiness compass. And what I mean by that, whichever spectrum of the things you're on, if you've done things you're not proud of, which is all of us, unless we're in such deep denial that we really need help, we've all done things we're not proud of, For a lot of us, things we've said or we've done, we reprogram our subconscious mind to say, because I did this, I am unworthy. I am Mm -hmm. unworthy of receiving guidance. I'm unworthy of expanding, of thriving, of living a full life. And with every one of those little weights that we add, our inner self of unworthiness deepens. So I want to offer a subconscious reframe for you to remember your infinite worth as the energy that's always been and is present here through this matter currently, the eternal soul, if you want to use that language, that's my language, the eternal soul in this physical experience, being connected so deeply to that worth that when you do things you're not proud of, it's not a reminder how unworthy you are. It's a reminder that they are unworthy of who you are. So I want you to pause and reframe your life. Everything as a memory of your own worth. Those things I've done, and yes, will do, are simply a reminder to center into my infinite worth and release the things that are no longer worthy of me. That is probably the most healing gift I can offer to anybody listening right now. Oh, that was that was uh, that was powerful. You should, as you're listening, watching, replay that back, listen to it, save it so you have it because it's such, what a gift, right? Because you're not the first perfect person. I'm not. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we're not proud of. That's the human condition, right? That's that's us being human beings. But reframing it, thinking of it a different way is is so, so incredibly powerful. Victoria, I've loved the conversation. Great value, tremendous nuggets in it. Where can, uh, where can people find you if they want to look you up? I want to offer an amazing spot to come land and get a free masterclass for creating miracles, manifestmiracles.me. If you go there, you'll automatically be on my site, but that is an offer that is completing and I'm pouring my heart and my passion into that. And I'm just really honored to bless somebody through that program. So manifestmiracles.me. Awesome. And I will uh, link it up in the show notes. Victoria, thank you so much for the great conversation. Thank you so much, Jeff. Do or do not.
That is it. Yoda, he said it best. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together, so please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others, and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.